In the County Durham edition of The Buildings of England, first published in 1953, Nicholas Pevsner states that Seam Harbour was founded by the third Marquess of Londonderry in 1828 for his collieries, which stretched from Sunderland to east of Durham. The new port was not unique. Middlesbrough followed in 1830. Hartlepool was improved in 1835, both to accommodate the great increase in the coal trade. Lord Londonderry may have known of a scheme conceived by Sir Ralph Milbank to build a harbour, which never materialised. Pevson states of the Milbank scheme that in the end, Milbank preferred to use Stevenson's locomotives to carry coal from Hetton to Sunderland. The Hetton to Sunderland line was the first line completed by railway engineer George Stevenson specifically to transport coal. In 1823, 19th century architect John Dobson drew up plans for the harbour and the town. Dobson is best known for designing Newcastle Central Station and working with Richard Granger on developing the centre of Newcastle in a neoclassical style. John Dobson's scheme for Seam never materialised. The foundation stone of the harbour was not laid until 1828 and by then his plan had been abandoned. The plan for the harbour that was used was devised by William Chapman who had drawn up the original plan for Sir Ralph Milbank, though it was on a larger scale. There's a description of the creation of the harbour in a two-volume publication of 1834, written by Aeneas Mackenzie and Marvin Ross. The coves, being the first part sheltered, their enlargement was commenced in September 1928. The limestone rock dug out from them was converted into lime and used for the filling of the piers and a formation of a foreshore on the north, which is defended by a sloping pavement and parapet. The South Quay and jetties were also formed, leaving a passage into this inner harbour of 32 feet, closed by a falling gate, retaining the water within a few feet of the level neap tides, and secured from the rage of the easterly seas by a line of booms. On Friday, November the 28th, 1828, the day appointed for the laying of the foundation stone of the North Pier, destined to form the outer harbour, an immense concourse of people, many of them from a great distance, assembled to witness the ceremony. The account continues. On the 25th of July, 1831, the inner harbour, having been completed, the railway line made passable, and gears constructed for two loading berths, the Marquis of Londonderry, with a select party, attended to see the first vessel, the Lord Seam, a new ship carrying 14 keels of coal, receive her loading and proceed to sea. The ship was towed out in a grand style by two steamers, amidst the cheers of an immense concourse of spectators, the waving of banners and the music of a band provided for the occasion. This wonderful contemporary account of the creation and opening of Seam Harbour references a neap tide and the rage of easterly seas. The Met Officer's definition of the neap tide reads, When there is a low tide, the moon faces the earth at a right angle to the sun, so the gravitational force of the moon and the sun work against each other. These tides are referred to as neap tides, a low tide or one that is lower than average. A neap tide happens between two spring tides and occurs twice a month when the first and the last quarter moon appears. David Wallace Wells, 
is an American journalist who writes on climate change and author of The Uninhabitable Earth, A Story of the Future, which was published in 2019. The book presents the consequences of unfettered climate change, whilst remaining optimistic that we, humankind, still have an opportunity to alter its course for the good. In a section called Drowning, David Wallace-Wells examines the impact of rising sea levels. At 2 degrees centigrade, the upper level of climate change defined in the Paris Accord, sea levels could be 2 metres higher by 2100 and would continue to rise beyond the turn of the century. David Wallace-Wells states, Even alarmist popular writing about global warming has been a victim of its own success, so focused on sea level rise that it has blinded readers to all the climate scourges beyond the oceans that threaten to terrorise the coming generations. Direct heat, extreme weather, pandemic disease and more. But as familiar as sea level rise may seem, it surely deserves its place at the centre of the picture of what damage climate change will bring. That so many feel already acclimatised to the prospect of a near-future world with dramatically higher oceans should be as dispiriting and as disconcerting as if we'd already come to accept the inevitability of an extended nuclear war. Because that is the scale of devastation that rising oceans will unleash. The walk continues south to the headland known as Noses Point, once the site of Dorden Colliery. Today it forms part of a nature reserve that is a site of special scientific interest along the Durham Heritage Coast.